Now, John is going to um, uh, share, a f we're going to do a flyby. This is a method, and sometimes in uh, small groups, in Homes of Hope small groups, they will do flybys, not reading all the script, not telling all the stories, not telling all the research, because uh, simplifying it, and we're going to do this to kind of also give you an idea of what the graphics are like. And John, I'm going to give the microphone to you, and it's your turn. Millie has said that this is not a total presentation. It is a fly-by. But you deserve to have an idea of the scope of what Wind Wellness Homes of Hope is. And you'll have a better idea if you see even a little bit of several topics. And so that's our purpose. In about 15 minutes, I'm going to cover a flyby of this topic, Celebrate Your Freedom. Uh, another name for this would be addictions. But we prefer to give positive names instead of negative names to the topics. Celebrate Your Freedom. And this, as mentioned before, is a picture from Curaçao Island the date in 1863 when they freed the slaves. You see them breaking the chains. Okay. The story of Irojo Onada. This is a man, a young officer in the Japanese army during World War II. He was sent to Lubengo Island and told that he should hold the, hold the island. In no case should they surrender or uh, commit suicide, and they would come after them to, to pick them up. Well, in the meantime, the war was over. Japan had surrendered, but Mr. Onada, Onoda uh, was out of communication, and for him, the war was still on. His group of some 30 uh, soldiers dwindled to five, and with the passing of the years, it dwindled to two. But he did not give up, and they dropped leaflets to him from the airplanes. The war is over. Uh, as of August 15, the war is over. And he said, this is an allied hoax. It can't be true. And so he stayed in the jungles fighting guerrilla warfare. His one companion also killed in a skirmish with Philippine soldiers. He was 30 years in the jungles of the Philippines until finally his commanding officer came from Japan, found him in the jungles, and read him the surrender orders by, signed by the, by the uh, emperor that the war was over. Well, uh, just imagine. 30 years when he could have been with his family in Japan. And there are many people who are suffering under practical imprisonment when they could be free. The, their freedom papers were signed 2,000 years ago, but they don't know it yet. And so Anoda, when, the, when they finally was when he has finally read this by his commanding officer, he went home to Japan where he was received as a hero, and subsequently he 
uh, immigrated to Brazil where he owns a ranch. <clears throat> well, here is the story of our, of our dear friends here, uh, Michael, what's his name? Michael Harris. Michael Harris. Michael Harris. Harris. Okay. Amber. The story of Michael and Amber, uh, that uh, uh, he was uh, uh, a, a thrilling story of how he was enslaved to marijuana, afterwards to cocaine, heroin, hard drugs. What, what that cost his wife, practically her, her life, and how he found the victory and today ministers to others uh, uh, through the ministry of music. Well, it's a thrilling story. We start the, the, the chapter with it and we close the chapter with it uh, also. Okay, facts on drug abuse. 15 million people abuse heroin, morphine, and opium. 13 million people abuse cocaine. 150 million people use cannabis or marijuana at least once a year. Smoking marijuana joints in the U.S. 2002 data, 53% of the 12th graders reported having used an illicit drug in their lifetime, marijuana being the most popular uh, commonly used illicit drug. In the year 2001, it was used by 76% of the current illicit drug users. Uh, it was my privilege to meet Dr. Daniel Amen and uh, we were able to obtain from him, through his kindness, without cost, the use of 17 of his pictures on the human brain. Uh, the addiction-free brain. You notice it is smooth, it is symmetrical. This is the addiction-free brain as seen from the underside. Uh, is there a void in our lives that we are trying to fill? Actually, addictions is man and woman's attempt to fill a void that they feel in their hearts. But there is a better way to fill that void, isn't there? <clears throat> addictions can take the form of drugs, food, overwork, sex, television, or any other activity that becomes excessive, destructive, or compulsive. This is the heroin brain. Uh, think back of the healthy brain that you saw in the former graphic. The, the best word, I don't know what word would you use to describe this picture. What does it look like to you? It looks like a sponge to me. And uh, notice, Age 39, 25 years of frequent use of heroin. Now, that doesn't mean the brain actually looks like this. This is an electronic imaging. It shows that there is little circulation uh, in these areas that are like holes. Little circulation here and little electrical activity which, of course, is what makes the brain do what it is supposed to do. A marked overall decrease in activity. This is the marijuana brain. Uh, notice 
the holes. Again, the hole does not literally, if you opened the brain and looked at it, you wouldn't find a hole. It demonstrates their electronic equipment. There is there's minimal electronic activity in these whole areas. And, uh, and do you notice particularly in the upper part of the picture, this is the frontal lobe of the brain. What is the frontal lobe supposed to do? This is the command center. This is where we have communion with God. This is where we make our decisions and our moral choices. Well, uh, marijuana is quite a choice, isn't it? This is underside, surface view, underactivity of the prefrontal cortex and the temporal lobe of the brain. The alcohol brain, 38 years old, 17 years of weekend use. Uh, I'll tell you, <laughs> I remember we were running this in New York City, and, and this, uh, a husband of one of the attendees at our leadership seminar uh, stumbled in off the street. Uh, and uh, he was high, and uh, and we were showing the, these pictures, <laughs> and and we, you know, oh God, help me! <laughs> what is all these holes in the brain? Okay, <laughs> so uh, they they can be very very impressive. <clears throat> now, I don't know if you've heard the new wave, and it has even been manifested in some areas of Adventism, that actually a little alcohol is good for your brain. Have you heard people say that? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> here's the Journal of the Royal Society of Medicine from England, and the editor states, the benefits of alcohol are small and ill understood. And the recommendation to be a light drinker is not only meaningless, but irresponsible. Uh, so, of course, the uh, sellers of alcoholic beverages, they like you to think that this is a, uh, an elixir for life that will really do you good. But uh, uh, it, it's, it's, not the, um, it, it, it's, it's not the alcohol that helps you. It is, it is what comes from the, 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 the grape itself. Okay, uh, this is like the tentacles of an octopus that are surrounding us. What I do not have on these pictures is the picture of the sexually addicted brain. I've been trying to get that, but uh, without the proper information, I, I've been assured by a psychiatrist that there, there, there is a special uh, topography, if you please, of a sexually addicted brain, but uh, we don't speak much of it until we get the, get the goods on it. Uh, in Uganda, Africa, those who have used alcohol have twice the risk of testing HIV positive, or AIDS, as compared to those who have never drunk. So, yes. Uh, all these things go together with other habits, with other lifestyles, which have a tremendous result. The nicotine stroke brain. Uh, this, uh, do you notice this looks like a hole? There was a blood clot here, 
with blocked an artery, or, and, and so now it appears electrically from their sensitive imaging equipment as a hole in, the, uh, in one side of the brain. Uh, Alan, a smoker, age 63, left frontal, pardon me, it wasn't a clot, it was a, a stroke. <clears throat> Smoking in high school students, frequency in the United States, one-third of students have smoked. Uh, the risk is damaging the DNA of the lungs and producing lung cancer. Caffeine and the brain. Uh, some people say, oh, don't talk to you about caffeine. That's perfectly harmless. Are you sure? Uh, caffeine will pick me up, but caffeine will also let me down. And uh, the very fact that people take the caffeine, whether it's in cola drinks, whether it's in medications, uh, or, uh, or teas, or, or where, wherever, uh, shows that what they uh, shows that they are increasing their 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 use of nervous energy for this critical moment, whether it's waking up in the morning or whatever, and there will be to that high, there will be, will be a corresponding low uh, after after uh, after that high, so it will it will let you down. Niagara Falls, 33 million gallons gush over the precipice every 30 seconds. This is how much coffee Americans consume every day. And while the poor are getting poor, and millions don't even have enough to eat, other millions and billions around the world are using caffeinated or drugs which are using that money should, that should be used for a better purpose. The pathological gambler brain. Here we have the cingulate gyrus, uh, shown here by this white substance. Uh, it runs down the, the, the length of the brain. And there is a marked increase in the cingulate gyrus activity, which this indicates obsessive behavior. Uh, some people. Uh, can't change the topic. They've got to just keep doing the same, same thing over and over again. They have an obsession to do a certain thing. This indicates an overactive cingulate gyrus. And of course, you hear the gambling uh, uh, advertisements on the radio or on the television, and they say, have all this fun out of this casino or that other. Uh, notice anybody need a gambler uh, counseling uh, or don't start before such and such an age, uh, avoid, uh, uh, avoid uh, too much gambling. Well, get them going and hype them up and then you tell them not to do it. You know, th that doesn't work. So there is an actual difference in the, in the brain scan of a person. I know we have a physician here, and if you care to say anything along the way, uh, feel free to speak up, doctor. <clears throat> so, addictions defined. The core of addictions is continued engagement in self-destructive behavior despite adverse consequences. <clears throat> and here is a, 
Here is a little diagram of how this happens from our former friend, he's passed away now, Eldon Chalmers. Okay, let's say there is, there is a message which is coming, and here, uh, here is this, this message coming. Let's say that uh, this is a message that said, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. Uh, I need nicotine now. Well, when we make better plans, the body secretes GABA, which blocks this, this circuitry. And so puts on the red light here, and the body establishes a parallel circuitry, and it secretes ACH. And so the, the message will come this way and say, oh, that's right, I wasn't going to smoke, was I? Well, I'll take a drink of water. And so parallel circuitry comes here and uh, gives a stimulus to the rest of the body. Uh, so in a sense, what good decisions is about and breaking bad habits is deciding that I'm not going to do that habit anymore. Of course, by God's grace, right? We can't break many of these habits by ourselves. The body secretes the GABA, establishes a parallel the nerve uh, connection, which, uh, which then corresponds to a positive habit. More could be said about that. There is a God-shaped vacuum in every man that only God can fill. Yes, uh, we can think of our teas and our coffees and all the rest, but they won't fill that vacuum. The St. Augustine says there's a God-shaped vacuum that only God can fill. Hope for those fighting addictions. Three steps that will give you the victory. And uh, we're indebted to Mark Finley for these. Acknowledge that you are weak, that you can't win the battle with an enemy by yourself. And Christ says, without me, you can do nothing. Number two, have faith that God's power is sufficient to give you the victory. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And thirdly, resolve to cut off all the pathways to sin. So if your great temptation comes when you go by a certain establishment or by a certain corner, what would be the wisest thing to do? Don't go by that store. Don't go by that corner. Uh, that's cutting off the pathways to sin. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The rest of the story of Michael Harris uh, showing how God gave him the victory. So here we have the human brain. Three years on crank, the brain looks like this. Four years on alcohol, it looks like that. Two years on marijuana, age 16, there you have it. Two years on cocaine, six years on inhalants, three years on smoking. But the healthy brain looks like this. Which brain would you like? What is your personal intention? Uh, <clears throat> would you like to say this prayer with me? I choose not to be a slave to any man 
any woman, any food, or chemical substance except to God. He is my only master. I accept that Jesus has the power to set me free, and I accept that freedom now. Okay, you see, you, you, uh, you got to have this little flyby. We could have given more details on any one of these slides. Uh, you will read the script beforehand. You'll even have the script before you, and uh, you could uh, uh, obtain, obtain that blessing. Hopefully we can clear up a few things for you today that we talked about yesterday and the day before. If you have some questions about uh, anything that we talked about as far as um, uh, door knocking, you know, trying to get interests and, and things like that, um, organizing our church, just feel free to ask questions. Um, Dr. Youngberg was just showing you um, one of the topics on the disc, uh, which is number six on, no, on number five on freedom. So that's what you'll see when you put your disc in for number five. Is those are some of the graphics that he just showed you, and. Um, Yeah, we were just we we're yeah. just going to do that. We we're yeah. just going to go into, um, which reminds us about one of the ladies that um, uh, a church family. Remember, this is about unifying your church as well. So this is a story about one of our church members. Yeah, this is about Pat, who went to the Homes of Hope with uh, Harold and Shirley. And we showed, this is the PowerPoint that we showed that night, Freedom. And it got her thinking. The Lord spoke to her to free herself from doing jobs in secret society. So she cleared herself. She was able to be free. And she came back and she said how good she felt and how much that had helped her. So this is also helping church members to get away from things that they need to get away from. Um, Pat had uh, Pat had kept herself away from one of the meetings that was in her area because, well, obviously she had some problems she didn't want to face, I guess, and, and she was too busy with this other with those these other projects. And so when when another one um, um, s s closer one spawned another one, and the closer one came to her near to her home, she decided she'd go. And the first one she went to was the one on freedom. And she was just so relieved. She said, it took me about uh, two hours the next day to just free myself from all of that. So, um, so today we, we wanted to show you a little bit, tell you a little bit about how we use, uh, what, what tactics we use to, um, to bring people into homes of hope. Uh, of course, we use door-to-door um, and that's another story that we wanted to tell you too. The, uh, so we'll use we'll use um, an example, and then we'll we'll tell you the story that kind of goes along with it. So it help keep it fresh in your mind. Um, we wanted to know how this program was going to work uh, before we introduced it to our church family. So we went out and knocked on doors, um, and we um, what we used is we thought would be the most easiest, maybe familiar. It'd be easy for you to familiarize yourself with something like a uh, survey. 
I don't know if you've ever done surveys or not, but um, you know, you go out with the clipboard and your little, your little survey um, clip to it, and it gives you all the instructions right here. You just look down and say, hi, my name is, uh, and you fill in the blank, Pam, I'm with uh, the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and we're collecting prayer requests. Uh, do you have any prayer requests? And it just, it says it all right here, so you don't have to do anything, but you pull out your pen and your pad, it tells you what to do, and um, so they tell you what their prayer request is, and then you pray. Um, and afterwards, after you pray, uh, just before we go, we have a little thank you offering, and, um, and we could pass these around. Um, these are little tracks. Uh, each one is just, um, has to do with a, a certain... Um, a certain topic like, um, um, huh? yeah, you can pass that around. A little topic like um, what happens when we die or does God care that I'm hurting? There's some on living free from habits that hurt. And so we'll pass this around too so you can see. So you, you give them one of the tracks and then we said, and oh, by the way, um, we have this, um, this, this program we're starting, um, it's for the community, and um, it has to do with um, giving families the, strengthening community while giving families the tools that they need to help strengthen family relationships. And we show them, you know, the, the Homes of Hope invitation, and um, tell them what happened with Beverly. First, um, first day. yeah, the first day, second door that we knocked on, and this is what happened. And we knocked on the door, and the lady came. Day, it was terribly snowy. Oh, cold. Yeah. We knocked on this. Got stuck in her driveway. It was so snowy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we knocked on her door, and she came to the door. And mind you, she had in her hand or on her hand a bowl, and underneath that a pot holder. So obviously, we'd interrupted her lunch, and she opened the door, and she said. Who are you, and what do you want? And whoa, so it's about as cold in there yeah. as it was outside. Yeah. So Pam and I just prayed, and she looked down at the track attack and said, "We're just doing a survey, and would would you like us to pray for you?" And she said, "Would I like you to pray for me? Let me tell you. Come on in." So just like that, her whole nature changed and it was amazing we stood there almost an hour i think and talked to her and she was just so impressed that there was something going on in the neighborhood that was that was meeting needs for people so she said oh homes of hope it sounds wonderful i will most certainly go so it's amazing you know when you're out there doing the lord's work and you say a quick prayer, just like that, it changed the whole situation. It, um, it, it fosters friendship evangelism because um, as soon as we got her name, um, you know, her, her agreement, she agreed to come to the meetings. We took the information down to the lady in the area, uh, one of our church members that lives there. And we said, we, you know, we need you to do friendship evangelism with this lady. And um, so it turns out that that's the very woman that we asked to lead out in that, in that meeting, in that area. So, um, 
And that, and, and that in itself is a miracle because Sally, I think I told you yesterday, Sally was one of those church members that wasn't going to church and she was just go between churches here and there. And, and um, she's the one that I said, um, so she kept saying, I just really want to do something for God. I want to do something for God. Finally, I just said, here, this is what you can do for God. You can lead out in this program. So um, another thing that happens, uh, I don't know in your area if you do... Uh, County fairs, do you have a church booth in your fair, at, at the fairs in your county? Or um, This year, what we did, we'll take this one out too, is that we offered a, we offered a free book. Um, it was a book on health. It was a hard-covered, uh, proof-positive, nice hard-covered book. And um, we, um, yeah, let me look at that first before you take it. Um, so we had these little cards printed up, and the, what are your interests? And they needed to fill this card out before, so this is their drawing card. And then they put it in the box, and we draw it out, and then besides their name and phone number, we have all of their interests. And on the interest, it asks, are you interested in Bible study, healthy cooking, grief recovery, how to understand your child, money management, secrets of a happy marriage, stop smoking, stress control, weight control, and it just goes on like that. And so once they've checked them and we pull these out, if they're not the winner, um, we still go to their house and take information to them about uh, secrets of a happy marriage. Um, so we've got these little, uh, little small pieces of literature that we take that, that fits exactly what they ask for. So we just go with their card to the door and we... Like Kim. Yes, like Kim, okay. Yes, like Kim. And then we just tell them, here's what you requested. And again, it, it starts a friendship evangelism. They, they can see that you really care. It's about relationship. Yeah, tell us about Kim. Yeah, when uh, Pam had the card for Kim, we went to her house and knocked on her door and showed her the card. You need to take that card with you so that they see that they signed this card. So she, after Pam told her what we were doing, and on hers had uh, for smoking, she wanted to quit smoking. So she said, oh, yes. She said, you're an answer to prayer. My friend and I both want to quit smoking. So she uh, joined the Homes of Hope in her area. Or no, she had a Homes of Hope in her home. So that was wonderful. Yes. Well, my husband and I uh, went and seen her after Pam and I was there and told her we would like to have a Homes of Hope and would she consider having it in her home? And she said, well, yeah, we could try that. I need to talk to my husband first. And we said, well, of course, you know, that is fine. So you just pray and you ask, you know, and the Holy Spirit will speak to them too. So it's amazing. The, um, the friendship evangelism that you've done with people that, you know, that haven't yet come t into your church, those are prime candidates to ask, you know, to see if you can have a, a Homes of Hope in their, 
their home. And, and let me tell you this story. I told you I'd tell you this story about Louise, so I, I'll, I think I'll tell you now. Because um, it kind of goes along with what you're asking. Um, having been a call porter since, ni- since 1996, um, I was call porting one day, and I, I knocked on a lady's door. I knocked on the door, just cold knocking, you know, no referrals, no no cards. And um, she came to the, she, she said to come in. And so I, I walk in and I can see instantly that she is um, very debilitated. She shook almost uncontrollably. And um, I think the story might be in the, what I gave you last night about Louise. Um, she smoked and she also... Um, she was sipping on something that made her face squish up when she tasted it, you know. And so um, I began to talk to her about the books that we had. And there are tons of Westerns, stacks and stacks of Western novels sitting all over the place that she just read, read, and read, and read. She loved to read. So, you know, I talked to her about her family, pictures on the wall, things like that. And I said, so you like to read? And she said, I do. And so I started to show her our books, and nothing piqued her interest. Not, you know, she wasn't interested in anything I had. And um, so we weren't breaking. There was no icebreaker. There was no nothing. I just felt like I was, I was out the door. I couldn't do anything more for her. So I asked her. I couldn't even give her a free book. She didn't want to take anything. So I told her, well, Louise, before I leave... Would it be all right if I had prayer with you? And she said, yes. And so I knelt down on the floor in front of her, and I put her hands in my hands, and I began to pray for her. And while I was praying, the Holy Spirit said, when you're done praying, say this. So when I was done praying, I looked into her eyes, and I said, Louise, if Jesus were to come tomorrow, would you be ready? And the shaking stopped, and the jaw dropped, and she got this blank stare on her face, and she sat there for the longest time. Now, this is, I've asked other people this, not a lot, but I always get, well, yeah, mm-hmm. nothing. And finally, after quite a lot of silence, she looked me in the face and she said, no. And I couldn't hold back the tears. And um, that was our icebreaker. And then we began to talk about, you know, personal things. And, and it ended up with, I was there an hour or more. And um, it ended up with um, a pie. I said, next time, because we talked about pie, we talked about lemon pie, we talked about all sorts of stuff. And I said, next time I bake one, I'll bring it over. Well, how quick do you think it took me to bake a lemon pie? You know, I was there next week. And so <laughs> that's been five years ago. And um, Louise and I have been friends, friendship evangelism. Never been able to get her to do anything spiritual. It's just been friendship. And just about when you're ready to give up on somebody, don't do it, because God is about ready to do something incredible. Well, the cancer, I was diagnosed with cancer, and I didn't see her for a year. I was, you know, struggling to get better. Unbeknownst to me, during that time, she had a stroke. As soon as I was good enough, better enough to go to her home, I I called and said, I want to come and see you. And um, she, she said she couldn't wait. So I came over, and by this time now, Homes of Hope, Homes of Hope and Health had just, you know, been given to us and so I go there and I'm praying all the way I'm thinking this would be a great thing for Louise to do in her home and I didn't know she'd had a stroke and I walked in and she's done smoking she's done drinking you know the stuff that made her face squish up when when she tasted it and um and the and the shaking was gone 
And uh, so I asked her about a Homes of Hope, and she said yes. She started Homes of Hope. We started Homes of Hope in her house. And, and you know, church members are coming. And she's feeling this love. And before four or five meetings are done, she's asking for Bible studies. I began studying with her. And um, there was one day that we were doing a, a study on, well, she asked me to, to teach her, tell her about how can a God, how can God love such a sinner like me? And I just studied that lesson that morning. The Lord gave, you know, he does this to you, for you, you know, the affirmations. And so we went through it. Um, I told her I have the same problem, Louise, and we went through it. And when I'm done, um, uh, I got down on my knees in front of her chair again to pray. And I took her hands in my hands, and I bowed my head, and she's, she's bowed. And I, I um, heard this inaudible voice say, when you're done praying, say this. <sighs> I hope I can say this. So when I'm done, I said, Louise Smith, if Jesus were to come tomorrow, would you be ready? And she said, yes. <laughs> I want to be baptized. So friendship evangelism is, is just don't just love the people so much that they just, they, they can't refuse that love. Um, Okay, thank you, Millie. Um, anybody have community services in their church? Yes, okay, uh, we use the community services sheets that people fill out because on the bottom of the form, again, we ask them um, to pre-register for programs that they would be interested in. And so again, there's a, a list of things that we can take afterwards. Um, do they want to know something on money management? Do they you know, want to have something on stress control? And so we take them, um, uh, the balance magazines or the little tracks that you're passing around or any small literature that you have that, that you know, gives them the information that they're asking for. So um, there are the balance magazines and, and those are out there on the table in the corner with uh, Lifestyle Matters. So, and we use, you know, we use these little small literature uh, things for for, uh, for everything. Um, when you go to a gas station and you go into the attendant and you, you know, give them the money, we'd be pass a tract. And if they're favorable, you know, if they say, if there's not a ton of line behind you, you know, just start talking with them and, and, and tell them what you're doing. And, you know, we have this great program. It's called Homes of Hope. And um, the other day we, we were... Um, we were done working. We, we had been to an area and we were working on Homes of Hope and trying to foster and perpetuate some more, you know, get some more people uh, interested. And are we about done? No. Okay. I just wanted to interrupt because I'm going to take this. But I have these pictures of you and, and, oh, yeah. uh, and some of the people right here, which you can kind of uh, and go into the uh, okay. other stuff. Okay. okay. Thank you. So we were, um, we were done, we were headed home, and uh, 
snow, it was a, it was a sleety, rainy, slushy day, and um, the sides of the road were just full of slush, and we saw this lady walking, and I don't know how I saw all that I saw when I was driving, but I noticed, number one, that she didn't have boots on, and, and her face was just as red as could be. Wait, go ahead. You tell the story. <laughs> her face was red, and her hair was just soaked. So we don't know how long she'd been walking in that. She was obviously very cold. She had just little little shoes on her feet, nothing to keep her warm whatsoever. And we both happened to see her, but Pam says, I got to turn around. I said, yeah. So we pulled up there, and Pam asked her, would you like a ride? And she's, oh, yes, thank you. And Pam asked her, are you a Christian? She said, yes, I am. And so we took her home and tried to get her phone number. And uh, she didn't remember it. She was there with her mother because her mother had had a stroke. And so she was caring for her mother. And so we got a number, but it didn't happen to be the right number. And when Pam got home and went to cleaned out her car, her purse, what was her name? Katie. Katie. Found Katie's purse in her car. So she immediately tried to call her and got no answer and got an answer machine, which Pam left a message. If, if this is Katie's telephone number, we, I have your purse. Give me a call, please. Didn't get a call. How many times did you try? couple yeah a couple of times so here we were Pam had her purse and she you know tried to get information and and it was was full of money yes and um you know I didn't I you had to see if there was a driver's license or something and the funny thing is when she got in the car I told her we're not here to abduct you or yeah. rip you off or anything <laughs> and all of a sudden we have her purse and no way to give it back so I'm sure <laughs> she thinks well I'm ripped off yeah how'd they do that yeah so Pam was trying to figure out how in the world she was going to get this purse back to her. My husband had to go to Harrison. He was having a Homes of Hope at Harold and Shirley's. So Pam said, could you please take, take this? And so the day came, and Pam's husband, Dale, offered to go with my husband, John. So he took the purse to the door, Dale did, and knocked on the door and said, um, are you Katie? And she said, yes, I am. Well, I believe you left your purse in my wife's car. She just said, praise the Lord, I, I thought I'd never see this purse again. So she must have thought we abducted her. So, so what do you think her reaction is going to be when we go back yeah. to her house when we get home? To, to, to you know, we, the friendship evangelism is, is, has already started. And um, so we're just, you know, really excited. I mean, it's just sowing beside all waters wherever you go. Um, if you're filled with the love of Jesus and people know that you, you know, that, that you care about them. Um, what is that saying that somebody told us? It doesn't matter. People don't care about what you know until they know how much you care. Tell us about, um, because you were talking about something that made me think of, Teresa. Oh, um, 
Teresa and uh, Richard um, are another example of how, um, um, how Homes of Hope, they were having a Homes of Hope in their home, and they're not Adventists. They're not members. Um, half of our, our Homes of Hope are not in Adventist homes. And that's amazing. Because of friendship evangelism, you know. Um, that's so, it's just core. You, people have to know that you love them. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we did tell them about Richard and Teresa. Yeah. Point them out, Marcia. And yeah. The lady right up here is Teresa and her husband, Richard, right here. And, and this is our picnic. I don't know. Do you remember the story about the picnic? Okay. That was amazing. Um, go through some more of the pictures of the picnic and see if we can okay. point out. All right. You just push this down. Okay. Marsha's the techie. I can't. I'm... Okay, who's here? Okay, this is Max and his wife. They are members. This is Pastor's wife of Faith. And, oh. That's Sharon Cordonis. Okay. Let's, um, let's go down and do another picture. Other members. So right there is mostly all members. There's Philip. Um, do you remember the story about Philip? No. Philip, okay, tell him about Philip. Philip, Philip came in from um, advertisements, uh, um, the Homes of Hope, that, that, that uh, invitation that we passed around. Um, it, our church members were hanging them all over town. And um, he, he found that one in the grocery store, and, and uh, he thought that it was a... Um, an invitation to uh, to a um, a home where he could stay yeah. because he had gotten kicked out of his home. I'm trying to think of what what that's called, but yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's and, and Philip came to us that way, just from an invitation. So it wasn't even you know the Lord when you when you determine to do this, God is going to bring people out of the woodwork, and it's you're not going to be able to explain it. Yes. 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 Yep. Um, who else we got? Oh, this is our marriage oh. recommitment. Should we tell them about this right now? Okay. Um, this, so this was another one of those meetings that we wanted to um, um, have for the community, to invite the community that follows the Home of Hope plan. And um, so number 22 on the discs is about commitment. Mm-hmm. And um, so we um, invited the community. We invited our Homes of Hope members and our church members to a marriage recommitment. Um, and uh, Marcia, you have the invitations in the little black book. Yep. And it was the most fantastic program. Millie and John came. Um, and we, we ran through the commitment there on, on number 22. And um, yes. So number 22 on the third disc. So this is how you can use use this for church, you know, for community. Um, yes, Marcia. Well, I just wanted to say a word about the invitation here. You know, when I went to the print shop, I mean, the Lord just plans everything out because the paper that we came up with for this invitation was beautiful you're welcome to feel it it's got a shine on it and just you know he does everything it's just amazing 
it's about detail with God. Um, we have some uh, we have some printers, a print shop that we use in town, yeah. and we use that religiously every time we need to have something done. Not because they're the best price, but because we're trying to witness to them. And um, they didn't get to make it to this one, but they are committed to coming to the next one. And they're Catholics, their whole family, the Catholic background. It's just they're, they, they, if Catholics had a certain smell, they would smell like Catholic. You know what I mean? I mean, not, that isn't anything mean or I'm just saying that they are so Catholic. They're so steeped in what they, what they believe. And, um, and they, they fall in love with us. And when we go into their shop, we pray with them. This is another friendship evangelism that's taken forever. But she it's, had cancer. Yeah, she had cancer, I had cancer, um, she had lost her brother um, when we first met them with cancer and she couldn't understand how, you know, why did God do this? And so we've helped them through that. How many of you have in your, in, in your community somebody you've done friendship evangelism with, yourselves? You know, so it's, it's um, how many of you are personal ministries leader in your church? Okay. Do you have an opportunity to share? Is there a time during worship service that you have personal ministries time that you can get up and share? Is anything like, is there anything in your church that happens like that? Good, because that's when we use the time for inreach. We give our testimonies about what happened the Holy Spirit did through us during the week for witnessing. And we give those testimonies, and people in your pews are going to catch on fire because they want to have that same kind of experience and that joy in Jesus. And before long, your church members, are, they can't sit still long enough to wait for you to ask, you know, what happened this week? What did you do? What did God do through you? And um, once you get that kind of enthusiasm, um, it's time for, you know, it's time for outreach. And um, so, <sighs> any other questions? Are there questions? Is yes. Yes, we'll, we'll get those together for you too. Um, she wondered if she, we could get copies of the, the various things that we passed around. Yes. Do they have to have a digipack? Yes. Well, there are the, you can use the books. Yeah. There are the three books that you can use. Um, however, there's, there's no graphics or anything like that. But, you know, so it just depends on how you'd like to, you know, lead out with that. Um, some people have chosen just to do the, you know, do the books. Yes. 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 It's that, it, that's, that's how I knew that I could do it, you know, is because I'm, I'm not... Like Marcia, with all of this technical knowledge and like a <laughs> there is uh, Spanish. Well, I don't know, but you, you can. What you, I don't know. If I Here, know, but what you can do <clears throat> she need this. If you do not, uh, if you want to change it to another language, you speak English and want to change it to another language, you can uh, change the font. I mean, change. I, I think the question has to do with European.
and yes yes sir The thing is, is once you get started in this, people just love it, like Harold and Shirley. You know, it's bringing people into their home. It's hard to get out of there. Tell us about Harold and Shirley. Okay. How did, how did we find uh, out? My husband um, had to have a procedure done, and he went into the hospital. It was for his heart. And he gets put in a room with this gentleman, and the gentleman sees my husband's Bible, and he says, oh, I do not like organized religion. And John thought, oh, okay. And uh, then he said, the said, yeah, Harold said, they don't go, they just lie to you. The Bible says that the seventh day is the day that you worship. And my husband says, so what day is that? He said, well, Saturday, of course. And my husband went over and said, hello, my name is John. And he proceeded to do a Bible study. And he told them about, or told Harold about Homes of Hope and asked if uh, we could come and just show him number one and see how he liked it. And he said, yeah, we want to do it. Uh, Shirley, his wife, was just tickled. She's such a sweet, loving lady. Uh, she made a comment that she said, you know, some people say uh, they love you and, and how are you? She said, but these people, they love you and they do care about how you feel. So, yes, you can go through the whole thing. You know, once in a while you may have a person that decides not to, but it's very rare. You know, if you even get one soul... Praise the Lord. Yeah. You know? Hey, I just I want to say, when they finished the 26 topics, I said, what do we do next? The people are there. What do you do next? And so uh, what did you have them do next? Well, we went into a transition, and that is uh, New Beginnings, and it's more deeper into Bible, much deeper. It's ASI. It's ASI? It's ASI. ASI. Yeah. yeah. So... It, it works beautifully. So many of the people that haven't seen this part are anxious to get to the Bible part. So praise the Lord. Yeah. By the time you've done, you know, four or five of these in your home, um, with the refreshments and the church family there and you're ministering to them, they, it's like taking candy from a baby, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just... They just want to keep on. They just, you know, you you have a family um, bond. It's a relationship, mm -hmm. um, and it's just it's um, these groups become evangelistic in their own self. Yes. You know that they did we did, yeah we told you a little bit about the bread thing at Easter time um, last year. One of the homes of Hope teams wanted to um, bake breads, make baskets for um, their their um their community and so they wrote down names of people that they each one wanted to to reach and then the homes of hope team was supposed to deliver um if if i wrote down marcia's name i wasn't going to deliver to her one of the other ones were 
And so um, I was asked to take um, a basket to a lady that lived close by me, Tanya. And so we took a basket. I took two of the other members from this, this, this team, and we went to deliver the basket. And the lady was thrilled. We walked in the house, and she said, um, oh, this is so beautiful. She said, I'm, um, I've studied Adventist literature all my life. And I went, how do you know? Does, how do you know? Is it, where does it say that? <laughs> and she said, well, Terry already told me that you were bringing by a basket. Well, I met Terry on a door-to-door contact, and she's coming to our Homes of Hope, and now she's asking a friend, us to go to this friend's. And she said, in fact, she said, um, I want to come to your Homes of Hope, and she was so excited about that we were at Venice and that she'd studied the literature. I said, well, maybe you'd like to come to one of our, our seminars. We're having one starting Friday night. And I think this was Tuesday. And she said, please come and pick me up. Well, she went through that whole, she never did come to Homes of Hope. She went right through the evangelistic seminar and was, came in by professional faith 10 days later. And um, so, I mean, it's, you know, you, you, can, you will have these experiences. It's just because God is in this program. Everything that Elder Wilson has said and Jackson have said are social, mental, spiritual, um, physical, relational. And that's exactly what this is. What they're saying is Youngbergs have, have begun this process years ago. Amen. So praise the Lord for Dr. and Mrs. Youngberg. Let me, uh, I just want to say a little bit about this, too. <clears throat> uh, they... They had the, uh, the marriage commitment mm. for these people. They invited them all in to, uh, uh, on a, for a Sunday short from 5 to 9.30, 10, uh, marriage commitment seminar. Uh, John and I held it for them. It was really, really beautiful. exciting. It didn't, and it, it turned out uh, just really beautiful. And uh, you saw some of the couples there mm-hmm. where we... It was, yeah, it was it was on Sabbath, Sabbath. pardon me. And uh, sometimes you don't have all movable chairs, so you've got what you got, you know. And we had to do it in pews because the, the uh, community, uh, commu- what do you call it, community fellowship, fellowship room was being prepared for the banquet. So anyway, mm-hmm. you kind of adapt things. And this was the young lady who came, who she and a young man escorted us to our table. Mm-hmm. She. Uh, we were sitting there, and she was uh, trained to to uh, be a hostess. And she said, I am your hostess, and this evening you are going to be served this and this. And what would you like? And, you know, it was beautiful. Yeah, it, it was getting our teens involved. And, yeah, and getting the teens amazing. involved. They did an awesome job. They did. Awesome. And, and these were some of the pictures that uh, we took there. I'm in the pic- taking a picture of this two couple. Mm-hmm. And both of them, were they baptized or a profession of faith? Mm-hmm. This lady uh, over there, uh, the lady um, setting is Pat. She's the one that was in the secret societies. Yeah, and she was set free. And her husband, was he? Uh, they're, they're both they're, baptized. Okay, they, all right. And then this is another one. They hadn't been in church for... 20 some odd years and they they came and uh, now they the church uh, one church that had been unkind to them now they're going to that church 
to minister to them and start a home of hope. So it, it's just a, a bond, one thing right after another. This is the president of Michigan Conference baptizing this lady who, and it, it was just, just being there, you, you felt like it's the same place where Jesus had walked because she had a she had oxygen. The man you saw before had a wheelchair. There were people on walkers and canes and, and uh, diabetics. And I mean, all the people who needed healing, they were, I mean, the whole church was in the need of it. And it was just exciting. This lady being baptized is the one that her and her husband were, were hearing voices that kept them out of yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, do you want to say something else I want to go to? Is, was there something else you want to share? More questions. We're, we're talking, what will help you with this very much is to get the material and read the, you know, read the books yourselves. And, and, and so you'll have your own personal testimony about what you know, it did for you, what it did for what you got out of it and how you can see that it's going to help your community. But I'll, I'll write down what we say um, so we can give that to you. But some of the paperwork. Yeah, um, but I, I tell them it's about strengthening community while giving families the tools that they need to to build good, healthy relationships. So it's all about relationships. And you can go through some of the topics. Um, for instance, it's on forgiveness. There, it's on um, addictions. addictions. Uh, there's, there's a you know, topic on anger. There's, there's hope. There's Sunlight. stress. There's, and, and so you can just pick out one. Like, you know, I, I've said the one on stress um, talks to us about how disease, um, how, how much disease stress causes us. And there's so much stress in our communities and our lives. And, and so just um, the Holy Spirit will give you the words Amen. to say. So it's not, it's not like a, because it incorporates spirituality. Mm -hmm. so, oh, yeah. But, it's, but you're not presenting it to them. No, right. no, right. no. Right. But in the, it, yeah, in, uh, in the meetings that they had for the advisory, uh, they were bringing out, we can give knowledge, but knowledge isn't enough. And and uh, we need to have the relationship. And then they also brought out that uh, Mark Finley brought out uh, many people can try to make choices, but if they don't have some spirituality, uh, God's help, they have a harder time making change and choices. You know. So anyway, one lady thought <clears throat> that, um, and she came. Uh, she we went to her house because we had one of those little lead cards um, from the fair, and we went to her house. Um, she originally thought, because she asked John's, Marcia's husband, over the phone. That's what they did. They yeah. called her. And um, she said, well, what kind, of, uh, um, what kind of church is this? And, of course, you know, John said that it was, this was not about church. This was about community and relationships. And he went to the DigiPack, you know, and, sh and told her, you know, you'll, you'll learn about rest, you'll learn about anger, you'll learn about stress, you'll, you know, what, how to cope with these things. And, um, and then sh something happened, we don't know what it was. She asked another question about church. Uh, oh, our, uh, will the Bible be used? Or, and John said, well, it will. And she said, well, then I'm not interested. Um, it wasn't, no, it wasn't that. It was something worse. Anyway, I forget. She yeah. asked this question, and, and, and we lost her. Yeah. And so Marsha and I went to her door <laughs> two days later, and um, we told her who we were. She said, I'm just not interested. And um, 
Um, I don't know what happened, how it even happened, but we ended up in her home. I changed the subject. Sit down. And she asked us to sit down. And um, we talked about just, um, you know, family, things like that, nothing about the program. And, and finally, I said something about Homes of Hope and, and Health. And she said, so is this, um, this is about the Bible. What, you know, what religion is this? And, and I said, it is about the Bible. We use, yes, we do use the Bible for text, but it's the Bible and the Bible only we use. And it's, and it's just, it's sporadic. It's where it needs to uplift and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and magnify um, one of the topics. Oh, she said, well, well that's fine. Mm -hmm. And she started coming to the meetings. Yes. And so, you know, be, you, have to, you have to let the Holy Spirit lead you in a certain situation because there's no, like, right or wrong answer until, mm -hmm. until you're right there confronted with right. it. Yeah. Don't, just believe, don't give up. Believe the Holy Spirit yeah. will give you the words to say. He mm -hmm. said, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eye. He said, the Lord God gives you the tongue of the learned that you might know how to speak a word in season to those who are weary. So, thank you so very much. I know you have more questions, and uh, uh, feel free to join uh, to talk to Pam and Marsha about uh, this ministry. Uh, I just want to uh, reinforce we're suggesting for uh, small groups, homes of hope in a home. 30 minutes are a little bit longer on presentation and, and 30 or 20 you know, minutes for small group discussion. Make friends. And when uh, you, you, it doesn't take more than one session for there to, a bonding to start take place. And then when that bonding takes place, then they open up more. And when they say, I do, to Seventh-day Adventists, they already have friends. And they don't go into a cold church and feel uncomfortable. That's one of the great things. And that's why Michigan Conference was very interested in this ministry. Okay, I'm just going to, uh, there are more things that, a uh, group of 8 to 12, uh, 12 you need to divide up and go uh, into something else. Here we have marriage commitment, uh, couple fun time on a positive, uh, everything is positive. A lot of people do not want to go to marriage uh, seminars, enrichment or things because they often uh, think that they're going to have to say something bad. It's going to be negative, and they're going to have to fight with their wife or whatever. But we chose to do everything positive. And so we, uh, uh, here we say, Satan is intruding his presence in every department of the household, perplexing, deceiving, seducing, every, everywhere, ruining the souls and the bodies of men and women and children, breaking up families. That's and great That's great controversy, 508. 508. And breaking up marriages, too, I think, doesn't it say. And so because uh, this is one reason if we have problems with our families, it will affect us spiritually. It will affect our health. So this is why we've combined health and family relations. And uh, we have been finding that, like in the Philippines, that the family part really, I kind of almost was ahead of the health. You know, they, they seem to, uh, they seemed to have a great need in the, in the family area. So really, that was also true in Jamaica. Yes. That the, they, they used our home of hope, but they lead with the family topics, and they even enrich that with other materials. Now, homes of hope and health. 
Oh, it is. Appreciation. Family time. It's there. But we also, in each one of those, have research that relates to health. Right. All, all of them have an integration between health and family, so it's not just family. And they all refer to doctrines. That's right. That's right. Uh, we prepared this one for them, but we did it in the Philippines, and we, it, I, I, I just found found it this morning, but it's on marriage enrichment, and it's a fun uh, couple fun time. And so we had it there, and it's so much fun to see the smiles and laughter. One of the things that we did, and we're going to, uh, we're, before we you leave, I think we've got to get all of your names and addresses so we can send you this PowerPoint, this whole thing that we have on on what we have, we've been presenting to you, plus some of the things that they want, that you want from them. We've got to get it together, get it, send it to you on a, uh, on, a on your, for your online, uh, for your computers, um, you know, email, whatever. But what we did, uh, I'm just going to quickly tell you, we get three couples together three couples, and uh, before they uh, get together as a couple, they'll, they write down, I was attracted to my spouse by, two, I remember our first date, we, our before marriage, we had fun, blank, three, what made our wedding special was, our honeymoon was fun, I recall we, one of the happiest experiences we've shared was when, you know, all these kinds, of, all positive, nothing negative. And when they start telling about their honeymoon and all this, everybody's laughing. I'm going to show you pictures to prove it. <laughs> I mean, they're laughing, they're kissing, they're hugging, they're taking pictures of each other. I, I, well, they did this in the Philippines, but, but also in... It's sort of uh, a time, Millie, of holy joy. Holy joy. It, it, it wasn't a frivolous time. Yes, they were laughing. They were carrying on a little bit. But you, you felt the Holy Spirit there dealing with those hearts. And here we I, I cut it, part of it was cut off, but on this was God's plan. We read what was God's plan, and we ask, why was God's plan good? And they get into uh, small groups and do that, all in from 5 to about 9.30 or 10. We've done this. He, and we also, we have the people go knee to knee, patella to patella, eye to eye, like that. And we get them to do this. And on this one was let's talk. And I, I cut the top off and I'm sorry, but here are three things I like about our marriage. Recall one special romantic time you enjoy together. How can I, we improve our use of time so we have more time for each other? All positive. And then the next one, we have them have goal setting. Uh, Let's, list of goals that you have for your marriage and have them list some goals and they go over those kinds of things. And then this is, it's cut off too, but it's go ye into all the world. Encourage them to do like Homes of Hope or something else and so on. Um, anyway, and here is a, a marriage and family emphasis. And here we have in the, in the uh, 
uh, they just had so much fun. Uh, I, and like I said, kissing here, two ladies, one, the husband's on the sides, but it was a joyful time. They're laughing, and they just totally enjoy it. Then at the end of the time, we have them all, we have the, uh, the women plan a recommitment service with beautiful singing prayer, a short message, and all sorts of things dressed up, and flowers, and love letters written. Uh, men put their love letters to their wives under their shirts, and you know, it, it, it's just a fun time. And the husbands gave the wife, the wife a flower, and you know, it was just fun, fun, fun time. And here they're marching down. What's rather interesting in this story is there were steps that you have to go down. So just as some of these people, we got half of them up into the front when suddenly all the lights went out. <laughs> the generator did its thing. And so, oh. So we had some little candles up like in this, these three little candles on the bottom right here. Uh, that lit up a little bit. We had two little flashlights and we guided the people down. They sat in darkness for about 20 minutes until the lights came on and then the beautiful program continued. But anyway, and then here this couple sang and these were, they were the ones who, I usually, we usually have the pastor conduct this. And there are two, three candles here, actually four. One, you you go to the one on the left side, right side for you, right side that is lit. Then you take the two white, uh, two red candles, and each couple lights their candle. And it's the unity candle. But we say, we say usually uh, that although we are one, we maintain our own individuality. And this uh, is so that they they will, uh, you know, keep. Um, they have their own individuality in their own marriage relationship. Anyway. Really, the, <laughs> this uh, certificate they're holding in their hand bears a little bit of comment. Uh, this, is, this has the name of the husband, the name of the wife, and uh, uh, anyhow, it's a, it's a special thing that you give them at the end. And they, they, they really went. And they they came up with it. We didn't, and they then put pictures of each couple inside. This was in Mexico. One we've done it in in Mexico. I'm just that was only one I said, but but it does. It's a fun time, and it brings the couples. It brings all the people from the small groups who want to join in into this little program. So you think about it. It is in. The, the material is in the DVD under commitment, under commitment, those are. But we will send you more, uh, and that's why we have to uh, go and get, um, anyway, we have to get addresses. addresses. Uh, we had those little slips, John, with, uh, that we cut off from the top of the order forms. You, Pam knows where they are, and I think they've gone out, and we can get those, okay? And we'll get them, and so we can get everybody's email addresses. Um, and we can, uh, and anyway, when you need us, if we're not over in Singapore or China or someplace, <laughs> anyway, we we are there to serve you. And you just remind us who you are, where you where we knew you, and uh, we'll see what we can do to help you. You ask a question. Uh, we have a f these farms, and they're little blocks, so people will write more carefully. So, uh, 
yeah, so we can read it better. It's a real problem when, when we can't read it. But thank you very much, and we'll get those. Yes. Expression, yeah, yeah. It's so also in China and other places. Well, yeah, we will do it, but more gently. We'll do it, but more, and we'll we'll be guided by the people there. And we're, we've done it for cool. Orientals, and and uh, they kind of su sometimes surprise you. We are told that in communist mainland China, divorce has become a big problem. And so uh, the folks from the Chinese Homes of Hope say, we need family programs in the People's Republic of China. There's so many, it's just increasing, increasing every day, more and more and more. And so this is affecting their marriages, it's affecting their finances, it's affecting their relationships, it's affecting, you know, emotions. It's really, really bad in China right now. Okay, John, I'm going to just start quickly here and then you uh, continue with in the book. Please get the book that says, that has this in it. Okay, rest for the rest of us. We're going to quickly show you, because we still have so many things to do, but this is how we enter, uh, get the, the uh, doctrines into our topics. Here, was, it's on rest. We go, how many hours you should sleep and all of that, and how it affects people, a young men's handsome of is affected by sleep deprivation, uh, all these kinds of things. They look like old men after they're up for two or three days. And we have research on that. And, and how many hours children are, are watching television and aren't getting their sleep. And, I mean, there's just all this stuff that's in there. But here, read this one quickly, John. Study of 70,000 women found, oh, found that those who slept about five hours a night had a 40% higher rate of having heart attack than did people who slept eight hours. Now, you probably heard about this latest investigation, a late investigation on China on cancer. The International Agency for Research on Cancer announced in 2009 that their investigations placed night working just one category below known carcinogens such as asbestos as a cause of cancer. And so you have in Europe now that nurses who work the night shift are being reimbursed by the government for the risk they've taken, many of them suffering cancers uh, because of night work. And by the way, obesity also related to, to night, night work. Yeah. And uh, we also have a story that kind of goes with this in the book, so you can read it. But here we keep on going. Notice, after establishing the scientific case for rest, sleep deprivation, now you notice we move to the Sabbath. And the fifth dimension is celebration. Sabbath rest is that it is a creative celebratory rest. Exodus 31 states that God's people would keep or celebrate the Sabbath. So you see, we don't, we don't have, uh, rest comes late in the series. Why? Not because physiologically it should be late, but we're teaching the Sabbath. And so we have to have it late in the series. And, and Water is late in the series. Why? We're teaching baptism by water. 
uh, we, in the first ones, and I think even in this that you're getting, we have, we have this, uh, State of the Dead on in the area of um, crises. Now we've moved it to the last crises because many people lose their people just over the state of the dead doctrine in evangelistic meetings. So we have kind of moved it to, to the uh, end. But anyway, it gives you an idea. And John, uh, a Sabbath, a gift of God. Uh, is quoted here. Uh, you don't have to be bashful about the Sabbath. But it's not necessarily given 20 texts no, and we, hit it with a sledgehammer. We give them four. Yeah. We, we, and, and in your book, I, I don't know if we, we should take time, but in the book, we, do you just want to briefly read a little bit from this book? See, the book is, the, we just finished these books last week, like, you know. And we actually rushed, rushed, rushed to get them to you. And in, in fact, there are a few... Uh, editorial problems in some of these because some I's that still need dotting and some T's that still need crossing. But the the message is there, you know. But we got them to you, so we we feel really good about that. Uh, but uh, the the one on the Sabbath, I thought uh, we had improved it considerably. And um, anyway, it. Uh, do you want to share just a little bit or not? Well, I think it's enough. Okay. To, you see, under personal reflection. Uh, 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 I sort of like this. How would you like to spend your first Sabbath day of rest with God? We talk about all the positives of Sabbath keeping, a blessing it can be. Okay, how would you like to spend your first Sabbath? Okay. Tell us the, the leading kind of a question uh, that God can use. Okay, uh, we come, this is part of the leadership. We, you've, been, you've gotten some of the content, you've gotten some of the research, we've, we've got, you've gotten some uh, Homes of Hope ministry, you, you have gotten, um, you know, the flavor of it. But ways of using when wellness curriculum, how do you use it? So right one-to-one -one is the small groups evangelistic series. There are a lot of people who are using it as a series, and some of the people add to it, add more doctrines, because we, as we said, maybe one, two, three, four texts, and then you just keep on going. You just don't stop at it. But it's enough to tease people to want to do more. And uh, um, we just got an order from someplace for, in Spanish. Yeah, Reno, Nevada, they say, send us 10 sets. We're going to use it as preparatory for evangelism in Reno. Yeah, and some people have st started to do preparing for reaping. They end up baptizing me for the reaping time, you know. So, but I just want to mention that this is in Spanish. We do have it in Spanish. We have three books in Spanish and, th uh, and the DigiPack as well. And we have it in Arabic. Uh, but we didn't bring it, and some people are wanting to get a copy of that, and, and so we'll have to work on that, making it available. But anyway, uh, but here it's for evangelistic seminars. You can, add, and you were asking, does it have to be into in just homes? No, it can be in the church, it can be in the library, it can be at a, some community center, it can be anywhere. Now, what uh, we had in Traverse City, I think, like six or eight uh, small groups, and then they combined 
all, all of them, after they finished eight of our topics, they combined them and they went to the church and they uh, continued in the church and then there were baptisms as a result of that. Uh, let, let me say, this can, be, uh, this can be combined with a screening program. And so you're talking about the health and so on and, and then you talk about health screening and then you say, uh, say to the people, uh, well, we, we, we would like to have this screening, but we need a central location for this. We'll bring them to the church. You have centralized screening for the various homes of hope. Don't give them the results the same night. Say, this will be ready on the next occasion. They come back for the next meeting. Uh, use a little uh, sabe about this. <laughs> okay, so seminars, some people will have it like Friday night, maybe two topics, Sabbath, uh, uh, like two in the morning and two in the afternoon, and Sunday morning, uh, one or two, and have meals, serve meals in between, you know, each one of them. They do that as well at different places. Media, you can use it on television. I, I don't think I, I would encourage the using of the PowerPoint, but presentations, just, uh, you know, uh, we have, uh, we have uh, paid for, the uh, pictures are in, you'll see that I took a whole bunch of the pictures. Anyway, but, uh, but you, you know, media, radio, it's being used on radio. Anyway, it, in Vietnamese language, they, it's gone to Vietnam from TV in uh, US by Isaiah from California, who started the, the underground churches there. And they uh, translated into the Vietnamese uh, language. And, and you have to adapt for your country, your people, whoever. All right, here we have uh, health clubs in Czechoslovakia. They're using it in a hundred in health clubs. These people train for at least three months to a year, and then they've been using our materials and it's been translated. And they did it for post, they re uh, redid it for postmodern Czechs, because anyway. And um, special interest groups, uh, like uh, teen groups or, you know, any special group. Nurses. Marriage, yeah. Uh, here, health um, uh, presentations, just for health presentation, medical missionary work. And uh, I thought I had another list someplace. Maybe I hit it someplace. Anyway, uh, I think we've already talked about the medical missionary work and all that. Um, going neighbor to neighbor. Um, uh, I'm just trying to, here was some other, no, is it the same thing? Oh, here, secondary school classes, uh, television, pre-evangelism. Uh, a lot of times they want for pre-evangelism like only uh, 10, 12 minutes. Well, you can glean out of that what you want for it. And then Bible studies, uh, uh, community centers, we're going to do one in community centers where we are, college classes, prison ministries. We have more people doing this in prison ministry. And their subjects, the people that they present to, they don't care how long it's going to be because they're going to be in that prison for a while. <laughs> you know, and, and so, and sometime on one topic, they may take three weeks, three times, you know. All right. And uh, marketing, the other thing, you can market on TV, radio, newspaper, you can, some churches will have banners in front of their church at, at uh, Orosville, California. They had it 
they each time they kept having a new health program and the banner keep changing, kept changing and kept changing and finally it was John and Millie with When Wellness Hopes of Hope and it and it was so interesting while we were there, this one lady said, I keep coming, oh, they would say, when they finished one, they'd say, well, what next? What next? And so it was rather interesting that uh, one lady says, well, I keep coming all the time to your, your uh, program, so, so um, I, I, might as well, I'm, I might as well join you. Can I be baptized? <laughs> anyway, so uh, we were trying to get to, Wes is coming, and we want to do, I'll let you do that. Pardon me? Pardon me? Yeah. Um, we've just been letting you get up and go to the restroom when you want to. <laughs> and if you want to, uh, uh, just, just go and we'll, uh, you know, as you would like to. And five? Five. Okay. The restrooms are right over there. And we'll, for those uh, who want to ask questions, we can answer your questions. This media was produced by Audioverse for the NAD Health Summit. If you would like to learn more about the NAD Health Summit, please visit www.nadhealthsummit.com. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.